Thanks for listening to this podcast from Christ Church of Orinoco. Our hope is that it would help you discover completeness in Jesus. Now for this week's teaching. Tonight, I'm here to remind you that you have a friend, you have a helper, you have the Holy Spirit who wants to help you restore your life. I don't know, who likes reading? Anybody here like reading a good book? Any bookworms? I know Carson is. Do not take Carson Culver's recommendations for books, though. Not good. I've done it, made that mistake. Uh, If you've ever read the book titled The Odyssey, then you know the story of Odysseus. Odysseus was trapped on the island of Ithaca, but the gods decided that he was going to be able to go home. Go home to see his family take care of the business that he needed to take care at home. But on his journey... He was going to have to overcome several obstacles, several encounters, several events. And I would, I would argue that the most famous event that Odysseus had to overcome was when he had to pass the island of the Sirens. And there was a goddess on this island of Ithaca that he was trapped on. Her name was Circe. And Circe gave him this advice for his journey home. She said, first, you will come to the Sirens who enchant all who come near to them. If anyone unwarily draws in too close and hears the singing of the sirens, his wife and children will never welcome him home again. For they sit in a green field and warble him to death with the sweetness of their song. There's a great heap of dead men's bones lying all around with the flesh still rotting off them. Therefore, pass these sirens by and stop your men's ears with wax that none of them may hear. But if you like, you can listen yourself. For you may get the men to bind you as you stand upright on a cross piece halfway up the mast, and they must lash the rope's end to the mast itself, that you may have the pleasure of listening. If you beg and pray, the men to unloose you, then they must bind you faster. So Odysseus and his men, they're on the ship, and they're approaching the island of the sirens. And Odysseus' men, they want to land the ship on the island where the sirens are at. But Odysseus says, no, 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 this is what Circe told me. That's the island of the sirens. Circe warned me to steer clear of it, for the sirens are beautiful, but I would disagree, but they're deadly. They sit beside the ocean, combing their long golden hair and singing to passing sailors. But anyone who hears their song is bewitched by its sweetness, and they are drawn to that, ir- that island like iron to a magnet, and their ship smashes upon the rocks as sharp as spears. And those sailors join the many victims of the sirens in a meadow filled with skeletons. So Odysseus, he gets his men, he, put, he puts beeswax in their ears so they can't hear. And then Odysseus' men, they tie him to the mast of the ship and they begin to pass by the island. And as they pass by the island, there's that song from the sirens floating over the waters right to the ship of which Odysseus is captain. Here's their song. Odysseus, bravest of heroes, draw near to us on our green island. Odysseus, we'll teach you wisdom. We'll give you love sweeter than honey. The songs we sing soothe away sorrow, and in our arms you will be happy. Odysseus, bravest of heroes, the songs we sing will bring you peace. And the words of their song captured Odysseus' heart, burned within his chest, and he longed to dive into the water and swim to the shore of the island of the Sirens. But thankfully, he had some friends who tied him tighter to the mast of the ship. Now, I reread the Odyssey last fall. And I thought to myself, man, that'll preach. Some good buddies tying you to the mast of the ship so you can't jump overboard and destroy yourself. But the more I pondered on this story, the more I reflected on this story, I was like, I actually don't know that it's all that good of a story because tonight's topic is about the Holy Spirit. More specifically, what does the Holy Spirit do in the life of the believer? 
And I know this for a fact. The Holy Spirit doesn't leave you in your current state of being. The Holy Spirit is always moving you towards heaven, moving you towards something greater, something better. Odysseus' friends, man, they left him in his current state of being. His body was bruised and scarred from the ropes that he was trying to take off. He was messed up with a dangerous melody in his heart. So I don't know that it works. Because tonight, if you don't hear anything else, I want you to hear this. The Holy Spirit is helping you become who the Father created you to be. Did you know that when you were born, you were created good and holy, perfect and complete in every single way, but not too long after your birth, some of you is like a couple minutes, you began to sin. You began to sin. You began to follow in the footsteps of our great, 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 great grandparents, Adam and Eve. And that sin, as you, as you continue to sin, it grips your heart. And the battle that those of us who follow Jesus fight daily is are we going to choose sin or are we going to choose to follow the Holy Spirit's leading in our life? And we're not the only Jesus followers who've had that struggle. We're not the only Jesus followers in that battle. In fact, the Apostle Paul, he wrote to a church in the city called Galatia because they were struggling with the very same thing. And he encouraged them, choose to follow the Holy Spirit. This is his words to the Christians in Galatia. Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 25. So I say to you, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Now, are you in, you, when you were in group time, you were given a questionnaire to fill out. My friends over here, they're going to pass the buckets down. You're going to grab a questionnaire out of the bucket. It's not going to be yours. It's going to be anonymous. And you're going to pass it down all the way this way, and you're going to take out a questionnaire. Now, you guys answered these. There was different sins or shortcomings that you may be experiencing in your life, and you are supposed to answer yes or no. This next activity, this next illustration, is going to take a lot of maturity on y'all's part. It's not a joke. We're doing this as an evaluation of where we are as a student ministry, as a youth group, in our battle against sin, in our battle against our enemy, the one who's trying to destroy our life. So I'm just going to take a moment to wait. As these buckets get passed down. All right, if you do not have a questionnaire, would you raise your hand so the people who have extras can give it to you? 
Okay. So I want you to look at that questionnaire. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go through the list of questions, and you're holding a questionnaire that belongs to someone else. You don't know who it belongs to. What happens is I'm going to read this question, and if the answer to the question is yes, I'm going to tell you to stand up on the paper. Yeah. What else would it be? (laughs) You're doing it for the person of which the questionnaire you have. You're going to represent somebody else's answer. So I'm going to read the question. I'm going to read the statement. If the answer is yes, I want you to stand up. So let's begin. I've gossiped about another person this past school year. Okay, have a seat. I felt hatred towards another person this past school year. Have a seat. I've acted selfishly this past school year. Have a seat. I've lied to my parents, teachers, or small group leader this past school year. Ouch. You lied to me? Have a seat. I've cheated on a test or homework this past school year. Have a seat. I've vaped or I drank alcohol this past school year. Have a seat. I've looked at pornography this past school year. Have a seat. Okay, put that under your chair. Just by our evaluation, if it was honest, a lot of us are struggling, and it's okay to struggle, but a lot of us are struggling in our battle against the flesh, in our battle against sin. A lot of us are tempted to jump off the ship and swim toward the island to listen to that song that the sirens are singing. And now we may be tempted to do what Odysseus's friends did for him. We may be tempted to tie our friends to the mast or have someone tie us to the mast of the ship. And that's an okay idea, I guess. But it's not the best idea. As I was researching the story of Odysseus, I learned of another man in Greek literature who in his adventure, he had to pass that same island where the sirens were at. His name was Jason. Jason was captain of a ship and the ship's name was Argo and he was on this journey to return the golden fleece. You may know the story. Jason knew that the island of the sirens existed. And so he had to think, how am I going to get myself, my men, my crew, my ship, how am I going to get them past the island of the sirens without experiencing death and destruction? And Jason had an idea. Jason's idea was powerful and it was effective. And I think Jason's idea sounds a lot like God's idea. Jason had a man in his crew who was a skilled musician. His name was Orpheus, and Orpheus played the lyre. The lyre is a string-like instrument similar uh, to the harp. And and Jason, he approached Orpheus and said, Hey, bro, I assume he called him bro. Hey, man, here's the deal. Here's the tea. We're about to pass this island. And there's some, like, monsters who pretend to be beautiful women who are going to try to sing to us and entice us and get us to their island so that they can uh, kill us. We need to come up with a plan. And I was just thinking, hey, what if Orpheus... Bro, what if you played a song that was better than the song that the sirens were singing so that the men on our ship listened to your song instead of listening to their song? And Orpheus is like, I I can do that. 
And so Jason and his crew, they were on the boat. I don't know if it was a speedboat or what it was, but they're on the boat and they were going across the sea and here came the island of the sirens. And so Jason looks at Orpheus like, bro, this is your time to shine. So Orpheus breaks out that lyre and he just starts strumming. He's playing a beautiful song and then he begins to sing and the sailors, they fall in love with this song. They think it's beautiful and they love listening to the song that Orpheus is playing. The sirens, on the other hand, are confused and concerned. Why aren't these sailors coming to our island? And so they begin to sing louder and louder, and they try to make their song even more beautiful. And Orpheus notices this, and so he begins to play harder and stronger and even more beautiful. And pretty soon, as he's playing, the ship, the crew, they get past the island of the sirens, and they don't even know who the sirens are. They didn't even hear their song because there was a more beautiful song to listen to than the song that the sirens were singing. So I keep telling you that the Holy Spirit helps you become who the Father has created you to be. But the question remains, how does he do that? How does the Holy Spirit help us become who the Father has created us to be? The Holy Spirit sings a better song than the world is singing to you. He sings a better song. But some of you are listening to the song that Satan is singing to you, the song that the world is singing to you. So my challenge to you is to listen to the song that the Holy Spirit is singing. I told you last week that my second favorite restaurant is Hackett Hot Wings. A lot of you agree that Hackett Hot Wings is really, really good. Uh, It's also expensive. Yes, you were right about that. And I told you that I would tell you my very favorite restaurant in the entire world, and I'm not ashamed of this at all. My favorite restaurant The entire world, hands down, is the Waffle House. I absolutely love the Waffle House. The Waffle House is the greatest establishment other than the church on planet Earth. Man, I love the Waffle House. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I love the Waffle House. First off, does anybody else like the Waffle House? Anybody here like, I'm unashamed, I like the Waffle House. Okay, good. Web City 1 is smoke-free, just in case you were wondering. Now, uh, I... I love the Waffle House because the Waffle House accepts you for who you are. The Waffle House will not judge you because it's not stuck up like IHOP is, okay? The Waffle House will never turn you away because it's open 24-7, 365. The Waffle House loves you because it knows you're lonely and you need a friend. The Waffle House will be your friend in your time of loneliness. The Waffle House loves you. It loves you. Man, and if you don't like the Waffle House, the Waffle House doesn't care. You're a rude person, okay? The Waffle House knows that you'll come around eventually. And when you're ready for the Waffle House, the Waffle House will be ready for you, okay? That's what I'm saying. I love the Waffle House. So, uh, I, like, I love the Waffle House so much. Two years ago on Valentine's Day, I took Andrea to the Waffle House. I respect, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I respect the Waffle House so much. I've conducted interviews for this church at the Waffle House. Larry, Scott, McGrew, you guys didn't hear that, okay? Uh, I love the Waffle House, man, so much. I enjoy it so much. I, I take almost all my friends who I go out to eat, I take them to the Waffle House. In fact, I've gone to the Waffle House with quite a few of you. Uh, before school, 
or after football games or basketball games, we've gone to the Waffle House and we've had conversations. As we've sat in the booth at the Waffle House, uh, you've told me that you've been having sex with your girlfriend. As we have shared uh, chocolate chip waffles, you've told me you have pornographic images hidden on your phone so that your parents don't know that they're there. As we've competed to see who can drink the most glasses of chocolate milk, you told me that you got vape in your backpack, in your locker, in your vehicle. Man, why are these things true of your life? Because you've been listening to the song that Satan is singing to you. And that song is full of death and destruction. Jesus tells us that our enemy's mission is to steal, to kill, and to destroy our life. And that's exactly what happens when you listen to his song. So let me encourage you, don't listen to his song. Listen to the song of the Holy Spirit that brings about life in you. As the Holy Spirit helps you become who the Father has created you to be. So the next question is, how do I listen to the song of the Holy Spirit? And I don't want to overcomplicate it. I want to give you an example. So this is my friend Axel. Everybody say, hey, Axel. This is Axel, all right? Stands about five foot six and uh, real thin, very thin. You probably notice that Axel is wearing some headphones. And this entire time, there's been a song playing through these headphones, but you don't know what the song is because you're not in a position to hear the song. True Blood, come up here real quick. True Blood, would you, would you put these on? And would you just tell everybody? No, I don't want you to tell. I want you to sing what's, being, what's going on. Sing. You want to sing? Sing. Sing. You can hear it. Barely. What is it? Huh? What is it? Eye of the Tiger. That's right. Eye of the Tiger. Because everybody needs a little Eye of the Tiger in their life. You know what I'm saying? I guess. You guess? You're not going to sing it for everybody? No. Man. That's not your type of music? Man. Well, Wheels on the Bus was taken, bro. Okay. So, apart from our friend Ethan here, it's a pretty good illustration. It's simple. It's simple. You just need to put yourself in a position to hear the song of the Holy Spirit. That's how you listen to the song of the Holy Spirit. Put the headphones on and listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying. Here's how you do that. Two primary ways. Number one, open your Bible. Open your Bible. You're going to learn real quick. If you've been around church, the three best answers are Jesus, read your Bible, and pray. Basically what I'm telling you tonight. Look at Jesus. But now here, read your Bible. Read your Bible. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21 says this, For Scripture never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. The Bible, Scripture, is literally a message from the Holy Spirit to you, to teach you about God, to move in you, to show you the things that are good in this world. I want to invite you to do this with me. Over the summer, my buddy Silas Frank and I, we're going to read through the New Testament together. It's a 60-day Bible reading plan we're going to do in June and July. And if you're interested in reading the New Testament this summer, uh, talk to me after the service is over, and I'll put you in our group me. Now, the second primary way is through prayer. Prayer. God hears you. God listens to you, and he acts. And I know that you know that because the conversations that I have been having with you guys over the past few months is not that you don't think God is listening to you, but you just can't seem to hear God. That's where your struggle is. And the refrain I hear over and over and over again is, I just want a big sign from God. God, what am I supposed to do? Very rarely 
in my own life have I experienced the billboard sign from God, where God smacks me across the face and moves me in a certain direction. 99% of the time, God moves me in a certain direction. The Holy Spirit moves me. It's just through a gentle tug of my heart. God whispers to my soul and says, Drake, do this. So I want to encourage you. Listen for that gentle whisper. I'm not making this up. I'm not the first person to have this experience with God. The prophet Elijah, this was his experience. He wanted to be near God and he wanted to hear God. And so he put himself in a position to hear God, but he was looking for a billboard sign and something else came. This is his story. The Lord said to Elijah, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper, and that's where the Lord was. When the Lord spoke to Elijah, he was in the gentle whisper. I mean, I bet that some of you just haven't heard from the Holy Spirit because you haven't recognized it was the Holy Spirit tugging at your heart, whispering to your soul. I mean, if you feel a tug in your heart and a whisper in your soul, it's true in Scripture. If it lines up with what Scripture teaches, I bet that's the Holy Spirit moving you in a direction. So, put yourself in a position to hear the song of the Holy Spirit. Open up your Bible and pray. I mean, Noah and Kalisa are going to come up here And you heard them playing earlier. Noah plays a mean saxophone, doesn't he? Noah and Kalisa are going to play. And we're going to put ourselves in a position to hear the Holy Spirit. Here's what we're going to do. Noah's going to play the saxophone in a jazz-type rhythm. Because the Holy Spirit and jazz seem to have a lot in common. They flow, they're smooth, but they're unpredictable. And as Noah and Kalisa play, we're just going to listen. We're going to be quiet. We're going to listen for the Holy Spirit. We're going to listen to his song. Too many of us have been listening to the song that Satan has been playing. Too many of us have been listening to the song of the world. Too many of us are steering the ships of our life to the rocks. It's going to get crushed because our enemy is here to steal, to kill, and to destroy your life. And so we're going to listen. I want you to put your phones under your chairs. I want you to get all distractions away. Rid yourselves of the song that the world is singing to you right now. And I want you to close your eyes and just listen. Listen to the song of the Holy Spirit. In this moment, the Holy Spirit may convict you of sin. In this moment, the Holy Spirit may move you to apologize to a friend. In this moment, the Holy Spirit may move you to encourage a friend. I mean, in this moment, the Holy Spirit, he may move you to confess your sin to your leader. In this moment, the Holy Spirit may move you to throw the jewel that you brought to church tonight in the trash can. The Holy Spirit may move you tonight in a way that shows you how you can love other people at your school. The Holy Spirit, I've been praying for a long time. 
the Holy Spirit may move some of you to commit to ministry full time so you can take my job. I would give you Peyton's, but she's too good at it. So I don't know what the Holy Spirit's gonna whisper to you. I don't, I don't know how the Holy Spirit's tugging at your heart. But let's just pause for a few moments. Let's just listen. eyes closed. I'm going to tell you what we're going to do next. The Holy Spirit's been speaking to you. Maybe telling you to confess something. Maybe telling you to celebrate something, share something, apologize to someone, encourage someone, throw something away. And I don't know what the Holy Spirit's singing to you. Right now, quietly, leaders, I want you to just go to the sides of the room and the back of the room. Students, stay seated. Students, the rest of our night is going to be spent singing to God, worshiping God, and reading Scripture. Tonight, what I want you to do is I want you to share with your leader. I want you to share with your leader what the Holy Spirit is doing in you, how the Holy Spirit's moving in you, what the Holy Spirit is singing to you. So if the Holy Spirit is moving you to confess your sin, go up to your leader tonight and confess your sin. The Holy Spirit has given you an idea of how you can love other people. Share that idea with your leaders. The Holy Spirit is telling you to throw your jewel away. Give it to your leader to throw it away for you. The band's going to come up. Noah and Khalees are going to continue to play. And here in a moment, I'm going to dismiss you. I'm dismissing you to go talk to your leader. Go share with your leader. When you approach your leader, your leader's going to ask you, what's the Holy Spirit doing in you? How's the Holy Spirit moving you? What's the song that the Holy Spirit is singing to you? Be honest with them. Confess, celebrate, share. The Holy Spirit is telling you to pray with one of your friends tonight. Pray with one of your friends. I'm giving you freedom. I'm giving you permission tonight to do what the Holy Spirit is moving you to do. So whatever it is, do what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do. Because I know this to be true of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is helping you become who the Father has created you to be. You were not created 
to steer your ship toward the island, toward the danger and to the destruction. You were created to listen to the song of the Holy Spirit. So as you listen, and as you're ready, I'm now giving you permission this time throughout the rest of the night to go up to your leader and share with them whenever you're ready. Thanks again for checking out this podcast. We hope this teaching helped you to discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. For more resources or to learn about Christ Church in general, visit us online at cco.church.